0: blog talk radio it's time for
1: the get ready show
2: in pro-wrestling talk.
0: And that's the bottom line, the first star of <laughs> This right here is the future of wrestling.
1: And it begins.
3: Ken Reedy Show, the best in pro wrestling talk. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. As uh, you know, we really I, I, I didn't plan on it, but it kind of became an impromptu hiatus between a vacation and then, lo and behold, Easter right after vacation, and the, uh, all of a sudden we got a hiatus on our hands. But we are back, back from Orlando, back to get the show going, back to give you our take on the show of shows wrestlemania 33 better late than never but we got lots of stuff to get into tonight so let's get on with it check us out on facebook our facebook page is facebook.com slash the ken Reedy show again facebook.com slash the ken Reedy show head on over there like us uh then then get involved in the chat We, we throw polls up there sometimes uh we got a, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes, every every Monday night during Monday Night Raw, um, we throw up a chat during Raw. Uh, every week, we want you to grade Raw, right? It's a flagship show, the biggest wrestling company on the planet. We want your input, your thoughts on, on Monday Night Raw. So that sort of stuff and a bunch of stuff go up there on the Facebook page. So head on over there, like us, tell your friends. Again, Facebook.com slash The Ken Reidy Show. Tweet at us. Twitter. If that's your thing, uh, at The Ken Reedy Show is our Twitter handle. We're, all, we're always tweeting. Sometimes if uh, I'm feeling frisky, I'll, I'll live tweet during events. So um, check us out on Twitter. Follow us over there. Uh, respond. Let's get the tweeting going. You can check out our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Lots of great stuff over there. So check out our website. So many ways to listen to us. You can listen to us on the website. Listen to us on blog, talk, Radio. Those are ways to listen to us live. If you listen to us pre-recorded, you can hear us on b Players Radio Network, as well as 1640 PWPR. Uh, both those, those uh, avenues are up on iTunes, and you can subscribe for free. And if it's for free, it's for me. So, so many different ways to listen to this show. You have absolutely no excuse. No excuse. Not to be listening So check us out because this right here is the best pro wrestling talking You gotta jump on board And so many things to talk about It's been a, a few weeks The show of shows has, has come and gone And we gotta talk about it Lots of stuff to get into with that in the weeks that have come after Wrestlemania And could not Could not Make any sense of it without my tag team partner Let's get him online Dave
1: we're back How you doing this evening well, welcome back to you from Orlando. It's, I followed you on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I saw that you had a great time. I was there in spirit, um, and I'm glad that you're back, and I'm glad that we can make some sense of things with uh, the, the WrestleMania fallout, uh, talk Hall of Fame, of course, and how it's affecting WWE storylines going forward in these past few weeks since we've been on a hiatus.
3: Yeah, lots of stuff to get into. And first of all, I, I have to throw it out there that um, – You know, our friends at Busted Open, uh, Sirius XM Wrestling Show, I got to thank them. They gave our show a shout out uh, on the air during their uh, WrestleMania shows uh, from Harry Buffalo's in Orlando, which uh, um, I think was probably their best setup so far. Uh, Harry Buffalo's was awesome and uh, had a nice area to set up their uh, their stuff. It wasn't cramped. Uh, Bartenders were awesome, so... If you're in Orlando and looking for a cocktail and good bar food, I'll tell you, and I'm not getting paid for that, but check out Harry Buffalo's. got to tell you, Dave, man, it's amazing how, like, and that's what I love about, like, you know, certain bars. We went, the second day we were there, we walked into Harry Buffalo's, and we tied one on pretty good the night before, and we were trying to figure out when exactly we were going to start drinking because we weren't feeling up to snuff uh, that, that day. And, uh, we walked in the bar and the bartender just walked up to us with a pitcher and three glasses. I guess we're starting now. So, but that was awesome. It was like second day. I already felt like a regular. So, um, great place to, to hang out. And thank you to busted open. Um, I'm proud of them. I saw busted open when they, they first started and two days a week They're five days a week. It's awesome with uh, Bully Ray on board now. Uh, So there's a lot of fun stuff there. Uh, So congratulations to them, and thank you for giving us a shout-out on the show. It was a lot of fun. It's it's interesting, Dave, because we can talk tonight and um, a lot of the stuff that went on Mania weekend. And, uh, you know, it's cool that we have both perspectives. We have what it was like to be there live and uh, your perspective what it was like to to, uh, watch it on TV. And especially when we get into Mania um, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff you probably saw that I didn't catch being there live, um, so it's it's cool that we have both these perspectives. But I gotta say one thing, and, and I'm gonna rant a little bit here, um, and then I, I want your take on the Hall of Fame. But um, I actually just to let you go, let you guys know that for for tonight's show, generally speaking, um, I rate the show PG-13 on Blog Talk Radio. You're supposed to throw a rating up there just so people know, uh, you know. What kind of things that? Uh, what kind of language you might be using? Uh, tonight's episode, I rated R. Um, just so I can say to the fans that shouted out and threw out cat calls when like Eric Legrand was trying to speak, and the, and WWE needs to fix this. But soft-spoken guy, quadriplegic. Uh, The audio was not there So most of the crowd Was dead silent To try and hear him give his speech To those who Took that as an opportunity That ooh, now everyone will hear me Fuck you Fuck you Fuck you And that's why tonight's show is rated R Because I just needed to say that On the air I can't tell, you know, one of the things with the Hall of Fame And It's really a shame because wrestling fans get a bad rap. Um, There's no two ways about it. Everyone knows, everyone who's listening to the show who's a wrestling fan knows the stereotypes, knows how people who aren't wrestling fans look at wrestling fans. Um, You know, the the stereotype, uh, fat, smelly, loudmouth, white trash, piece of garbage, that's how people stop. Can wrestling fans please stop proving everybody right? Could you please just fucking stop doing that? And and when you go to the Hall of Fame and you have these assholes that decide that when it's quiet, this is the time that I can yell so everyone can hear me. This is the time that, hey, I'm going to fucking try to start a CM Punk chant. It's just so asinine, and it really just gets under my skin because I'm like, you're proving everyone right. Any non-wrestling fan that would have caught that or saw that or heard of it, Just, yep, see that? Classless wrestling fans. You prove the non-wrestling fans correct with their stereotypical viewpoint of it, and it drives me up a wall. And it's amazing that over the years that I've gone to to Mania, and this Mania was my 10th Mania to see live, which is awesome, my ninth in a row. And it's amazing that the first Hall of Fame I went to about 90%, maybe I'm being generous. I mean, I'll go with 80%. But it was a, a large chunk of the people that went to the Hall of Fame dressed up. Whether it was uh, suits, dresses, uh, just a sports jacket, button-down, uh, button-down uh, button in nice slacks, whatever it was. I'm not saying people were wearing formal wear. But that first Hall of Fame I went to in in Houston at WrestleMania 25. People dressed, and it was really cool to see the level of respect that the fans showed the inductees going into the Hall of Fame. Over these nine years, um, I've watched. And now it, it's flip flopped. I would say probably about eighty to ninety percent of the people there uh, were wearing t-shirts and shorts, um, and there was those of us in that fifteen percent that dressed nice dressed accordingly and I and I just I really find it to be a shame that that is the night that it's not about you it's not about your chance it's it's not about you trying to quote take over a show it's 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 about honoring the all-time greats in the wrestling business and it, it just it really really bothered me uh sitting there just seeing how some fans conduct themselves and it's it's just a shame. It really is a shame. And if, if there's anyone out there that's listening that I can change one mind and you go next year and you dress up and then cool, <laughs> I feel like I did something. But um, other than that, I, I thought the Hall of Fame ceremony was, was great. Uh, a lot of good speeches. Some of them went long, um, but there were some speeches that were long that were really good. They were just long. Um, DDP went long, but it was still a, a decent speech. Um, I still, for myself, I think I'd be a proponent of uh, less inductees in a given night, um, so it's not as long an evening because it's like the Hall of Fame seems like it's like ten hours, and WrestleMania is like twenty-four hours. I mean, it's it's a couple of really long events, um, but all in all, it was a I, it was a lot of fun uh, at the Hall of Fame. I thought Angle was was awesome, um, so it was a fun night. I just I. I just had to get my two cents out as far as how people need to conduct themselves. It's a different vibe. I get it. Monday night raw at the WrestleMania. That's when fans are supposed to, I guess, are supposed to take over the event chance and having a blast and everything. That's what you do at WrestleMania hall of fame. It's different, man. Just, just grow up and, and act the way an adult's supposed to act when they're, they go and honor somebody else. And, and that's, that's it for my rant. Uh, um, they just bug me, Dave, you know, it, it, just gets like disheartening when you just, um, you see that, that just lack of respect when it's, it, you know, it's the hall of fame, man. It, it, I don't know. It just really bothered me, but like I said, I'll get on the positive. Now it was a good event. Uh, speeches were good. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on the hall of fame as a whole. And did any of the, uh, the chants or cat calls, they come through on the TV? Well, I'll give you
1: my hall of fame experience from being at home. Uh, First of all, this is the first year that the Hall of Fame was on a Friday. Now, just to uh, give you a little taste of what my personal life is like, uh, I work probably 15, 16 hours every Friday. I work two jobs. So one of my jobs goes into the evening roughly around 8 or 9 o'clock. And so I came. I avoided – knowing this, I avoided social media completely. Um, And I came. I raced home. And I put WWE Network on and I started the Hall of Fame from the beginning instead of watching the live feed. So I was like an hour behind. And 15, 16 hours, it's a long day for me. I'll be perfectly honest with you. The Friday evening I fell asleep after the Rock and Roll Express' speech. Right as the Rick Root, right as uh, Ricky Steamboat was going to induct Ravishing Rick Root. And then ironically I woke up in the middle of Beth Phoenix's speech, which I'll get to in a minute. Um so then I, I watched that whole speech, and I'll give you my take on that in a minute. I went back to sleep. I shut the TV off. I said, I'll catch it in the morning. I wake up to a bunch of text messages from a couple of people saying, this was great. Oh, that was cool, and da 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 da, da. And, you know, I was like, all right, well, they don't know that I fell asleep, you know. So I'll watch the whole thing from the beginning to the end. So basically I, wa- I started it from the beginning to the end. And I thought, honestly, this Hall of Fame, was, this Hall of Fame ceremony was the best produced Hall of fame ceremony they 've done in a long time it went roughly around four hours, which I expected they they gave they they got rid of having too many inductees and they only had seven so it gave each inductee and the inductor a decent amount of time with speeches. I felt there was a good flow to the show and it had a good mix and a good balance of of um, Feelings and emotions from different speeches. I mean, everyone was emotional, don't get me wrong. But I, I loved how Kurt Angle kind of brought the humor and the comedy into his speech more than he brought the, um, the, the emotion that a lot of people expected him to talk about his, his demons from his past and why he, why he left and came back, similar to what Ultimate Warrior did a few years ago in New Orleans. And he just brought all comedy to it, which I thought was a great mix. Rock and Roll Express had a fun speech. Jim Cornette's speech was really good. I thought Bischoff's induction of DDP was great, and I thought the DDP speech was pretty good. I really didn't see – like you said, speeches went long, but I don't think they went too long, especially like the year that Larry Zabisco went in when he forgot his speech in the cab on the way to the building, and he just kept going over and over and over again. Yeah. My wife and I that year were like, oh, my God, is he losing his marbles? Anyhow. To me, I thought it was, the, it was just a great flow to the whole show as a viewer on television because I watched it Saturday morning. I got up early, and I watched it from beginning to end. I didn't fast-forward through anything. I rewatched the speeches that I watched the night before. Me, personally, I thought the best speech was Beth Phoenix's speech. Now, I wasn't a big proponent of her going into the Hall of Fame to begin with. I didn't think she had enough credentials, okay, in my opinion. At that time, I was proven wrong based off of the video package and, her, and, and, and the way that Natalia spoke of her And just in hindsight thinking about it Like wow you know she kind of did In some ways pave the way for this women's revolution She was a legitimate Female wrestler in an era When it was all about you know bubblegum gum and bikinis, You know with the diva search and, and, and all these different things And the best part of that whole speech Was the fact that she's being up there She's up there on that stage being honored For probably the greatest achievement of her career Her professional career and she takes time out of that speech to pay tribute to her husband, WWE Hall of Famer Edge, and her daughter that is sitting in the front, like uh, close to the front row. I thought that was a total class move, 100%. I thought, you know, that's her moment to shine, and she takes an opportunity to, 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 to praise her husband, a person uh, who's in the business. Everyone knows who he is. I just thought it was a, it was a, a, a very classy gesture on her part to do that. Like I said, overall I just thought the whole show really flowed well. Um, I did hear some cat calls, I'm not gonna lie to you, but I don't remember really thinking of myself, I mean, this was three weeks ago, so I mean I'll have to go back and watch it again, but I don't remember really thinking to myself, Well, Jesus Christ, like that you know, they shouldn't have said, that shouldn't have happened there, meaning, you know, a cat call. I didn't really like stand out and be like, Oh, yep, that's noticeable, you can hear that. There were a couple. But I I don't know maybe because I watched the replay of it Saturday morning they edited out some of the cat calls I don't know uh, but as a viewer I thought the Hall of Fame was good and I like that they shortened the class and, and let the guys speak and the Eric Legrand speech from beginning to end it the watching it the audio was working just fine so I don't know if it was a live thing and maybe it was just something that the the the, the, the people in the arena could, couldn't hear um, but everything that but like I said, from beginning to end of his speech, heard the whole thing, no problem. But I can't say enough about this year's Hall of Fame class. I thought it was a good show overall. Um, yeah, it just it, to me, it's it's not a ceremony anymore; it's a show, and they almost book it like a wrestling card in a way. You get a you get a a, a big name, a hot act that people want to see to open up the open up the show, like a Diamond Dallas Page. Um, you get your classic tag team. The uh, comedy with 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 uh, with uh, Teddy long you get a, a you know the, the emotional moments with the Eric Legrand and even Beth phoenix 's speech, and how inspiring that speech was not only was it just women in general but her own children so when she reached out and spoke to them, and then of course, the main event, Kurt Angle, who brought some comedy to the to the the thing everyone you know paid to see him as the headliner so overall. Say enough good about how this year's Hall of Fame was as a viewer on television, watching it on television, I should
3: say. And I, I, I it's interesting because I, I have to watch it, because it was very difficult to hear Eric Legrand, so it must have been something that was more of a, a live issue than um, uh, a, I'm not, a broadcasting issue, and I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, it was very difficult to hear him in the arena. Um, yeah, and I'm glad you brought it up. I Eric Bischoff's speech, I thought, was. Perhaps the best induction speech um maybe I've ever heard I thought it was just a, an excellent speech, and uh I agree with you it just it winds up being like just a long night um but i, I don't think anything was really bad it just it 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 goes long it just it's, it's a long weekend it's a lot of stuff but uh yeah, I thought uh in recent memory, especially I thought this was uh one of. Um, and out of all the ones I went to, maybe uh, maybe the best Hall of Fame induction uh, I've been to. But, um, again, I can't stress enough. I just wish uh, – I know it's a small minority of people, but I just wish those those catcalls would just just stop. I, I'm glad it didn't come through on the broadcast. There's a guy behind us that kept uh, – and he was far enough behind us, so I, cu- I couldn't see who exactly it was. They kept trying to get a CM Punk chant going. And it's was just like, I mean, come on. Come on. Can we, can we just, can we let that go? Can we, can we let that oh my go? God. I mean, it's just like one of the things, can we just let it go? I mean, he quit. He's bashed wrestling. Um, you know, he's he bashed wrestling fans, and he went to MMA where he just got his ass handed to him. I, I, can we just stop? Like, he's gone. Jeez. He's done. Who cares? <laughs> you know, who cares? You, you bought tickets to WrestleMania to, to chant the guy's name who turned his back on you.
2: Go figure wrestling fans.
3: The interesting thing, though, about, like, the weekend, and maybe because it was Orlando, um, but outside of the Hall of Fame, we found that the WrestleMania crowd um, was not as smarky as as it's been in recent memory. It was... um, you know, pretty straightforward, like, you know, booing the heels, cheering the faces kind of thing. I mean, there was spatterings here and there. Um, you know, obviously a guy like John Cena is going to get a share of boos, but there was more, um, more kids and families, and again, maybe because it's Orlando, than I've seen in, in recent years. It's, it's very intriguing. I, I've always found it interesting going to WrestleMania weekend because as the WWE has moved into their, the PG era and has become more family friendly and they market themselves to families and kids more than probably they ever have. I've always found it interesting that it it kind of flip-flops a bit at WrestleMania because a lot of uh, adults, young adults, um, smarks, they, they have their pilgrimage uh, to WrestleMania. So you know it's almost like, like during the course of the year you could go to like a monday night raw and you'll see the crowd be 90% families um the past few years going to mania i always felt like it it it, it kind of shifted and and 90% of the crowd was more like like 20 something smarky kind of crowds um this year it was kind of uh what you've grown to expect on, like, your typical Monday Night Raw crowd. It was mostly families, lots of kids, um, and uh, consequently the crowd didn't piss me off as much. Um, but it was a good crowd at Mania, and uh, top to bottom, and, and we'll get into specifics, but I thought, you know, it, it's, it's interesting, Dave, that Mania, again, like these, these, these events, like, so long, so long, but it was good. And so, kudos to the WWE that nothing, for me as a fan, nothing dragged. Um, I wasn't sitting there thinking, for the love of God, get me out of this stadium. Um, I think at the end of the day, what, did Mania come in like over, was it like five hours? Five hours and 12 minutes. Five hours and 12 minutes. So, I mean, I, I never sat there thinking, Jesus Christ, get me out of there. You do run the risk of that happening. You know, you, you sprinkle in a couple of clunkers. Um, All of a sudden, you're thinking, God, Jesus, get me out of the stadium. Um, I I thought every match was good. I I didn't think they had any clunkers. Um, Some matches better than others. And again, we'll get into this. Uh, Some matches um, exceeded expectations. Some matches were disappointing. But all in all, I thought it was a solidly booked show. The crowd was pretty into it the whole time. And uh, uh, on top of everything else, um, it's one of my favorites Favorite manias to go to, I still think I would go with San Jose as my favorite mania that I've been to live. Uh, however, this might be number two. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a good event. Um, something really special happened in the end. And I will say this, being there live, by far, uh, for the ones that I've been there, this was the best set i The set was just spectacular. They the WWE totally outdid themselves with uh, the set uh, for this year's WrestleMania. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Whoever's in charge of designing and and coming up with the idea and then constructing and and everything that went into it, uh, just a phenomenal job on the, the set. So I thought it was a really solid mania again, five hours, five hours is a tough show to book. And I, I think they did an, an admirable job. Um again, I was there live. You watched it on TV. Long event, Dave. I thought they did a nice job of it.
1: Um to bring up your first point you mentioned about WrestleMania not being as smarky as it has in years past, I noticed that too. Funny that you mentioned that. It was very straightforward. Like you said, heels you know, people booing the heels and you know, people booing the you know, cheering the baby faces, you know, some exceptions here and there, but It seems like the – and you know what also I think attributes to that, especially taking place in Orlando, is the fact that there's so much wrestling outside of the WWE bubble that is taking place in Orlando that now people, especially internet wrestling fans, they'll go to where WrestleMania is, and they might not necessarily buy a ticket to go to WrestleMania or even Monday Night Raw. They'll buy a ticket to go see Ring of Honor or they'll buy a ticket to go to WrestleCon. Or they'll buy a ticket to go see uh, you know, uh um uh what's the group? Uh Evolve, you know, or other different big independent Wrestle Wrestle Pro had a show at WrestleCon uh this past year. So I mean there's so much wrestling content for people to choose from, especially at WrestleMania that if WWE's not your cup of tea that weekend, there's plenty of things you can go see and check out. Um which I think in some ways the internet wrestling community really took to that formula this year because it it, it didn't feel like Mania was getting hijacked, at least watching it. There's some years where, like, the crowd will – there's different people and different – there's not as many casual fans at a Mania, but this year it seemed pretty straightforward, like you said. Um, As far as the length of the show goes, it did drag – I mean, it it was long. I I will admit, you know, being home watching it, it was long. You know, my wife has to work early in the morning, so she got, you know – she, she she got up there in the middle of the Seth Rollins and Triple H match and just said, tell me what happens when, you know, we had people over, but she was just tired. She's got to work early in the morning. And there were some people falling asleep. I'm not going to lie, not because the, the, the matches were bad, just because it's a long night. You started at 7 o'clock, and – almost reached midnight. I mean, you know, people have to work in the morning. So it wasn't a bad thing, but it was a long evening. I mean, you know, it's WrestleMania. I'm going to stay up. I don't give a shit who you are or who you, who you think you are. I'm staying up for wrestling. Overall, I thought it was a good show. I think it was great. The set, unbelievable. Probably the best one they've ever done for any wrestling event, ever. I mean, from what I read, they spent $5 million setting that thing up. They had They hired 400 people four to 500 people and had them working round the clock for about a week and a half, two weeks to set that thing up. And it probably, and they probably took it down within two days after, after mania was all said and done. Um, But overall a good show. Um, There's some stuff I was disappointed in. We'll get into in a a few minutes, but overall I really can't say this was a bad WrestleMania. Um, This was a, this was a good WrestleMania, a solid WrestleMania. I I, I, I should say nothing that really blew me out of the water. Um, and I'll get into specifics about certain matches and certain things that took place on the show as as the night goes on. But that's my take on it. I'd give WrestleMania a solid B plus to an A minus. That would be my grade for WrestleMania 33. Yeah,
3: you know, and honestly, I'd probably grade it um, right around the same. Uh, you know may, maybe I'd stick with a, An A minus B, a B plus A minus I think I'd probably stick with 307 Is the number to call We got some calls who have been on hold We're going to get to you Right on the other side of the break So stay patient my friends We're coming to you but right now It is time for the day 5 5050 News Report
1: Good evening And after a brief hiatus from All the Wrestlemania festivities we are back. The Day Five Fifty Fifty 50 News Report has returned right here at the Ken Reedy Show. The best in pro wrestling talk. Thank you all for joining me this evening. not waste any more time and get into this week's top stories. Our top story this week. Come off the heels of the spectacular return of the Hardys at WrestleMania 33 just a few weeks back. Several reports have surfaced on the legal battle between Anthem and the Hardy Brothers over the rights of the Broken Gimmick. And the potential... Of it, surfacing in WWE. it looks as if at this moment in time that WWE is looking to make a proposal to Anthem on obtaining the rights to the gimmick. Either a one-time lump sum payment or several installments over a certain period of time to Anthem for the rights to merchandise looks to be the measures taken in order for the brothers to portray the popular characters in WWE. As of right now, nothing has been finalized, but there looks to be talks between both sides. It also should go without saying that WWE Chairman Vince McMahon was not a fan of the gimmick at first and hoped to have had the brothers portray their previous personas, but after the overwhelming response to their return at WrestleMania and the delete chance taking over at television tapings and live events, McMahon has allegedly changed his tune and wants to capitalize on the phenomenon. If successful... Plans call for the brothers to drop the Raw Tag Team titles in the very near future and get singles runs, with Jeff Hardy in particular receiving a main event singles push against names like Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar in a universal title storyline. Matt, on the other hand, would work under his broken gimmick in a, pro- in a program with Bray Wyatt. At this point, this little piece of business I just spoke of can be taken with a grain of salt as the rumor mill hasn't stopped since the brothers returned at WrestleMania. In my second story, during our brief hiatus, several moves have been made over at Impact Wrestling. For starters, the company has formed a partnership with AAA out of Mexico. The partnership calls for both organizations to help each other out with expansion to their respective brands. In a press release, Impact Wrestling executive producer and creative director Jeff Jarrett also revealed that both companies look to start touring together as a joint production domestically here in the United States in the late summer, early fall. Dates and locations haven't been determined yet, but rumors circulating suggest that the northeast area of the United States will be the primary focus when dates are announced. In relation to the partnership with AAA, their parent company, Lucha Underground, announced that Lucha Underground talent will also be a part of this working relationship with Impact Wrestling, and they are free to appear on Impact Wrestling programming. However, those talents would not be allowed to appear on their television programming under their personas they portray on the El Rey Network. Rounding out the Impact Wrestling news this week, on this past week's Impact Wrestling episode, Karen Jarrett announced that Impact and Global Force Wrestling have officially merged as one. GFW was founded in 2014, running several small live events at, a, at minor league baseball parks across the Southeast in 2015, as well as television tapings in Las Vegas for a potential show to hair to air here domestically in the united states but those plans seem to have fallen through and with jeff jarrett regaining power and impact wrestling plans to build gfw had taken a back seat permanently wwe hall of famer stone cold steve austin is in the news this week as he cleared up rumors on his very own podcast of his wwe status and the reason behind him not appearing at wrestlemania 33 Austin revealed that although he was invited by WWE to attend the WrestleMania weekend festivities, he was in the middle of selling his Broken Skull Ranch in Texas, and the timing of that caused him to miss the grand spectacle. Austin revealed that despite the rumors, he is a WWE guy all the way, and he will always be a part of the WWE family, no matter what the dirt sheets have to say about that. On a side note, SportsKita.com reports this week that the Stone Cold Podcast could be returning to the WWE Network in the very near future. Names such as The New Day, The Hardys, Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, Charlotte Flair, and Goldberg have all been discussed to be guests on the podcast. But there is one huge name that could be a guest according to Sportskeeda sources, and that is The Undertaker. Taker was rumored to be a guest on Austin's podcast for a long time now, with Austin publicly claiming that to be true in a WWE.com interview last year. But after the debacle known as the Dean Ambrose interview in August of 2016, WWE officials decided to drop the podcast for the time being. Taker's participation hinges on the plans going forward, and if he does agree to do the interview, then rumors suggest that WWE would want the podcast to be a WWE Network exclusive and not air on Podcast One, which airs the Stone Cold Podcast. After weeks of rumor and speculation, it looks as if Mauro Ranallo has officially parted ways with WWE. Since the beginning of March, Ranallo's absence has come into question due to allegations of being the recipient of bullying by fellow SmackDown Live killer commentator JBL. Suggestive tweets by Ranallo and stories of past allegations from former colleagues have come to the surface to further fuel the fire on this story. Newsweek.com provided an update this weekend with a quote from Ronaldo announcing his departure from the organization, as well as clarifying that the circumstances behind his departure had nothing to do with JBL. JBL also released a statement as well apologizing publicly for comments made regarding what his TV persona relayed verbally during his commentary. Before this news broke, the Wrestling Observer reported that allegedly WWE was in the middle of reaching a settlement with Ronaldo, which would prevent him to comment publicly on the allegations stemming from the story. Not sure if Ronaldo's statement to Newsweek stems from the rumors of a settlement between WWE and himself, but it may appear that way based off his comments on Newsweek.com. Ronaldo's WWE contract officially ends on August the 12th of 2017. And in our final story this week, SportsKita.com has reported that several key matches at this past year's WrestleMania had to be shuffled around due to the John Cena marriage proposal. Originally, it had been discussed and reported that Undertaker was set to meet John Cena at the Grand Spectacle. However, according to sources through SportsKita, those plans changed in December when Executive Vice President of Television, Kevin Dunn, allegedly ran this marriage proposal idea by Chairman Vince McMahon. McMahon loved the idea and spent the several months trying to convince Cena on the angle who was very reluctant at the time but agreed to do it after some prodding from McMahon then that's where things changed with the WrestleMania card originally styles was AJ Styles was set to drop the WWE title to the Undertaker at the Royal Rumble only for Cena to eliminate the Undertaker from the elimination chamber following the, the following month to set up their WrestleMania storyline as you already know Cena won the title at the Rumble from Styles, only to drop it two weeks later to Bray Wyatt at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Other factors surrounding the change in the card have come to light as well. Not only did the Cena marriage proposal play into this, but Brock Lesnar's political stroke also had a hand in this as he went to bat to get Goldberg signed to a long-term deal, culminating in a final showdown between the two at WrestleMania. Originally, Lesnar was penciled in to face Roman Reigns for the Universal title, but after Survivor Series, those plans changed. A few months later, after realizing the health concerns of the dead man, WWE Creative put Reigns in the match with the Undertaker instead. McMahon felt that if Undertaker is indeed hanging it up, then he wanted him to put over the future of his company, and that is Roman Reigns. Now you may be wondering how Miz and Maurice factored into this equation since they were the they were the ones involved with scene at WrestleMania this year. Originally, Miz was supposed to defend his intercontinental title against the mystery opponent of SmackDown general manager daniel bryan's choosing and after months of tension between both characters on tv the payoff at wrestlemania b would be the debuting shinsuke nakamura from nxt would step in to go on to defeat the miz for the intercontinental title at wrestlemania 33 now as always this is pure speculation from sportskita.com but however i was very intrigued by the tangled web wwe creative may or may not have weaved during this Wrestlemania season this past year And I felt the need to inform All of you There you have it, thank you all for tuning into this week's Day 5 15 News Report Only heard top of the hour each and every week Right here at the Ken Reedy Show The best in pro wrestling talk However, next week is my One year wedding anniversary that I will be Celebrating with my beautiful wife Nicole Love you honey so I will not be here to deliver all the scoops in the world of wrestling, but I'm sure Ken and Rocky are more than capable of holding down the fort for the WWE payback pay-per-view pregame special right here at the Ken Reedy show. In the meantime, check out B players radio to listen to all of our archive shows every Tuesday, including this very episode. And if you can't find this episode on Tuesday, then please kindly go and file a formal complaint with the guy who runs the ship over there at B Mark Adam Haggerty. He will be sure to attend to all of your Ken Reedy show listening needs. More Wrestlemania follow up to get to this next hour As well as your calls So Ken, take it away
3: And let's do that Let's go right out to the phones Because uh, right now um, so we got to reconnect and see out in Orlando It was great to see him Let's bring him up We got Dank on the line Dank, how you doing this evening?
4: How are we doing,
3: gentlemen? Doing alright Talking, uh, you know, better late than never We're talking mania uh, again, great to see you down there in Orlando. It was uh, I had a blast. Uh, what did you think of Mania?
4: Um, I mean, given the fact that it took me about three days to get my voice back, I would say it was actually really, really good. Uh, I mean, um, I'm partial to this Mania for the simple fact that I mean the Hardy Boys came back and and Dave can attest how much of a Hardy Boys fan I've always been since he's turned me on to uh wrestling so seeing them come out it, to me was just literally like a little kid catching a home run or you know seeing you know that somebody you know seeing them live for the first time and on on the stage that they did uh I'm sure you guys have thoroughly enjoyed the video i posted of my me literally losing my voice and losing everything when the moment that they showed up i i loved it like you the, the the stage and the setup was amazing it looked great the pyrotechnics to boot the crowd you know the crowd was great you know like you said you know, the good got cheered, the bad got cheered, and we all had a good time. But seeing seeing the the hardys come out, it to me, it was like and and then the, the the ladder match and getting the, and winning the belts on top of everything, it was just it, it was a childhood thing. Like to me, it was like I was like eight years old watching my first last wrestling show, and that's how I felt. And 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 I I wish I could sit back and relive it live for the first time over and over because a feeling like that um, will never be repeated um, until Undertaker and you know I have to bring it up and you know <laughs> and you know where I'm going with this but I've been waiting I've been Can't waiting you can hang people. up now <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting quietly, but my time has come, and even... Uh, I be- I, I, I lovely- I
1: be- hold on, before you get into your long dissertation about how great you are that you came up with this idea, let's get some of our viewers who haven't listened to this show. A few years ago, this gentleman who is calling on the phone right now, ladies and gentlemen, called into the show with this creative genius idea of how Undertaker was going to end his career would have been in WrestleMania 30 where he would just, poof, disappear into thin air, and the streak never was broken, okay? He came up with this great idea. And at the time, I thought it was stupid. And even me talking about it right now, I feel dumb just talking about it right now. But this gentleman came up with a great idea creatively in his own very mind. He did this, okay? So now that this has taken place in some form or fashion, that we saw Undertaker disappear at WrestleMania 33, this gentleman has felt the need to call us here at the Ken Reedy Show to tell me how great this idea was. And we probably won't hear from him for another six months until some other great ideas he comes up with. But nonetheless, he's calling. But please, allow yourselves to be indulged by this caller and his genius creative idea that was The Undertaker's disappearance. I, I mean...
4: That. When you, when you think about it, it's just the right time Because somebody must have been listening And they thought it was a beautiful idea And just for copyright infringement They couldn't exactly go by to, And say everything that I said So they went with the best that they could You know, you gotta go with what we want, you want. <laughs> But um, I mean, I loved I loved how he like, all joking aside Just watching Taker, knowing That this is pretty much The last time we see an icon like him in the ring and almost stepping out and coming back in and slowly taking off his gloves and his hat and, you know, his his, his coat and, and everything. And he was just like, part of you is going, oh, my God, I'm literally watching history in the making. This is Taker's last match. And the other part's going, please don't go. You know, the fan in you just wants to chant one more match, one more match, but it will always be one more match. And I am, per- I understand why he lost to who he lost and the whole storyline behind it. I'm not happy that he went to Reigns and Roman Reigns was the last one to fight Taker, but it is what it is. Um, you know, he there's really not many people in the active uh, roster that would have made much sense to, Fight taker, or even make a a, a workable storyline, in my opinion, to where it would have been like, okay, yes, this makes sense that you're going to be Taker's last opponent. Um, but I mean, Brock would have been the guy a couple of years ago when 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 he beat and he killed a streak. You know, I'd be like, that's where he tires. that's it, it's over. But uh, overall, I had a wonderful. Um, it, it was it was a great show. It lasted a lot longer than I thought it would did, but. Um, like I said, it was worth every minute. I, it was a last minute thing for me to even go. I wasn't supposed to go. A friend of mine ended up getting sick and gave me her ticket. And, uh, Sheila, like, thank you for that. If you are listening, I don't know if you are or not, but it, it, to me, it's something that like, I'm looking forward and I'm hoping to go to New Orleans next year, but yeah. So I want to finally go on the road with you guys and experience this whole you know, the the Rosen and 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 the Rosen team and everything and it's like I always go when it's like in my city but I when you're on the road it's going to be different and then I want to you know experience it all but I would go with a B plus A minus there were there were some matches which I was kind of like eh, like I was looking forward to Goldberg and um Brock and he just came out basically being a bunch of suplexes and spears and that's pretty much all it was um and I was a little let down I think that's the one match that let me down the most but other than that I was entertained I you know obviously I love the Hardys love taker Triple H's entrance was phenomenal the match was not bad um so yeah, I, I would definitely go with the whole B-plus, A-minus rating. Um, I thought that when I saw it back in Miami with Rock and Cena, it was great, but this definitely topped it, and I'm looking forward to next year's, and um, maybe next year Kane will be the one to poof out of the stage. Who knows?
3: <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, you bring up a lot a lot of great points, and it is, um, you know, I mean, one of the things that, you know, you said that, that's, that struck me, and it is um, – you know, and I've said this a bunch of times on the show, you know, there's something about that WrestleMania experience that the, the weekend, going to it. When, whenever I hear someone say, oh, I would never spend the money and go to Mania weekend, you just, you don't get it. You know, there's something about being there. It's a different vibe. Um, it, it's very difficult even, you know, doing this show when I go live. Um, because you just get caught up in the pomp and circumstance, and it's difficult for me sometimes to be objective because you just wind up having a blast. Um, it's just that fa- that time to, uh, you know, like you said, Dank. I mean, you were a kid again, you know, and um, the the hardies came out, and it's that time that they just have a good time. And and to be honest with you, like for myself this year, um, I purposely went. Uh, you know, i I've gotten in the ring, wrestled. Uh, I, I do this show um, This year I made a concerted effort Like I was going to be a mark this year My goal was to go to Mania And try not to overanalyze Try not to look at how things were booked Or how like matches were put together And I just wanted to go and be a fan And, and allow myself to get caught up in the pomp and circumstance that is WrestleMania. And, and I, I, I think I like my, my brain did somehow is able to shut off that side of me. That's uh quote unquote in the business. And, and I just uh, kind of allowed myself just to be a fan. And, uh, I had a blast and, and to me, like what you brought up, like that's that's what mania is all about. Mania is about that moment where, you know, kids can, can cheer their, their favorite heroes. And, uh, Parents can watch their kids uh, cheer their favorite heroes and uh, uh, adults can go. And, and sometimes uh, you get to reconnect and uh, be a kid again for a little bit. It's just it's it's a time just to have that, that unadulterated fun. And, and to me, this WrestleMania delivered on that. And I'm, I'm really glad Nick, that, uh, you know, you got to go there and you got to see the Hardys come back and you kind of had your mania moment. And uh, I hope you do make it next year in New Orleans.
4: And so do I, and I'm hoping that one day the three of us, well, not just three of us, but mainly three of us, and Michelle and, and Nicole and everybody will sit all together and enjoy a WrestleMania together and really be kids, even for a few hours all together. Gentlemen, oh, it's been fun for giving me the time, as always. I'll try to keep it under six months so it doesn't seem like I'm trying to. i beat my death. <laughs> so we'll be in touch. And uh, you take care of yourself. Talk to you soon, bro. Thanks for the call.
3: Yeah, you know, let's, I mean, you know, talking about Mania, and uh, I'm going to go back out to the phones in a minute uh, we got some people on hold. But, uh, uh, you know, just discussing the Hardys coming back. Um, again, it was one of those things where being in the arena, um, you know, when New Day came out, there was kind of that, that uh, cautious optimism that it was going to be the Hardys, but – Some of us were like Is New Day just going to insert themselves in the match And um I'll tell you man You know one of those things uh, Again mania is about moments Um I mean the place just blew up I mean when when the Hardys' music hit the, The place just went Uh absolutely batshit crazy And um You know everybody was just uh You know doing the delete chant Um it was just, again, mania is about moments. And uh, that was a really cool moment to, to see the Hardys uh, back. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's been well documented that both Hardys have had uh, their share of difficulties uh, over the years. Um, so, I, for me, I was happy to see the both of them back. I was happy to see the crowd react the way they did. And it was um, one of those things that this year for WrestleMania 33, we can start to uh, – Go through it, and look at it. That was one of those uh, mania moments.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that about the Hardys and their return. On television, it easily got the best pop of them there. I could feel the energy when they came out. My stepson, he's 18 years old. When I first met my wife four years ago, he was into wrestling a little bit. He really loved Matt and Jeff. He liked the Hardys. Kind of grew out of wrestling. He was actually a big CM Punk fan. I think that's why we have issues at home now. But anyways, um, <laughs> he, he doesn't want to take out the trash, so he starts chanting CM Punk. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. You don't want to do the dishes, CM Punk. No, I'm, just, I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally if, if, Anthony, if you're listening, I love you dearly. You know that. Anyhow, um, back to what I was saying. He, I texted him because he was upstairs. He doesn't watch wrestling much. So we had people over, and my wife was like, text Anthony. He'll go nuts. So I just texted him. I said, the Hardys returned at WrestleMania, and all of a sudden he came flying down the stairs into, into the basement or my, my man cave, and, you know, he watched that match. and He thought it was pretty cool that they had come back and they had returned. Um, a lot of people have complained the past few WrestleManias that there were too many nostalgia returns and nostalgia acts taking place a couple of years ago, the NWO and DX, Hogan one year, Austin one year, The Rocks been making appearances here and there. Last year they had some big appearances, McFoley, stuff like that. So there were a lot of big nostalgia acts being a part of the show. The Hardys were the only real nostalgia act that made a big return at WrestleMania. For the most part, WWE relied on who they had on their main roster for the, for the majority of the, of the of the show, with a couple of you know Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, stuff like that. But I, I, I was I was kind of taken aback that like the internet didn't go in an uproar that there weren't enough surprises. Uh, For Wrestlemania Because last year they complained there were too many And then the Hardys were the only surprise That was a a big deal for Wrestlemania this year And as far as New Day goes Because you brought them up too I thought they were greatly utilized as hosts of the show Usually the past two times They've had a host at Wrestlemania Hogan at 30, The Rock at 27 We were at both of those Wrestlemanias They came out one time And maybe they did something in the back I know Rock came out a couple times Got himself involved in that Cena-Miz debacle at the Georgia dome, but New Day actually really portrayed hosts. They came out, they got the crowd pumped up at the beginning in the opening intro. Then they came out again and introduced the Hardys to the ladder match. And then later they came out and introduced the you know uh, the, the the attendance record for the Citrus Bowl. I thought their role as actual host was pretty good. I, I, I must say I was I was kinda impressed to think that uh that they were gonna go that length of the host role with the New Day but um they didn't those are just my thoughts now that you mentioned it about the Hardys and, 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 and how that came across.
3: And honestly, I, I think, I to me, number one, I think it's stupid when people bash the nostalgia acts because, I, again, I think mania is about moments. And uh, for me, I, I went crazy when the NWO came out. And uh, um, I, I think that stuff's fun. Um, I, I kind of took this year as uh, – they they kind of backed off those sort of moments because knowing what was going to happen at the end, um, that you know Hardy's had their moment, but this year's WrestleMania was all about Undertaker and him hanging up the boots, and that you know, and that's just me speculating. But I took it as we didn't have these guest appearances, we didn't have these returns, we didn't have a ton of nostalgia uh, thing. You know, we didn't even have like one of those silly backstage segments where Ron Simmons walks by and says, "Damn." Um, It it was a pretty straightforward WrestleMania And I I thought um, You're spot on with uh, the New Day I thought they did an excellent job uh, Hosting the event Let's go back out to the phones We got Rocky on the line Let's bring him up Rocky, how are you doing this evening? Doing good, guys What's going on? Not much Thanks for jumping on board Uh, We got someone else who was there live We were all hanging out Your your thoughts on uh, Mania
2: Uh, You know as you know, Ken uh, Dave, this is my second live Mania. My first being Dow- at Dallas the previous year, and definitely right off the bat, I can definitely say it was a better Mania than last year. Um, the the show, while long, well, you know, once you're in, you're you know, you're in for a penny, in for a pound. But I thought it was, I thought it was a great Mania. I thought they set the bar high early. But uh, you know, match you know, match wise, when you look at the card itself, they really set the bar high early, you know, Austin Aries, Neville. And those two they picked up the ball and they ran, they hit it out of the park. And after that it was it was kinda of, you know I I think we made the comment back and forth, you know, they're really gonna have to deliver if that's their opener. And in my opinion they did. Uh there was not really any part of mania that I can say, oh I'm just sitting there and and Get, let's get on with it. You know, every every moment, uh, you know, was uh, a, an exciting moment. It was a moment that was, you know, cheered cheered for, boot you know, boot at whatever the con the the correct context. And I completely agree with you. The the crowd was much less of a smarky crowd and much more traditional. You know, they they went with it. And I think it came off great. And uh, for me to be there to, to watch, uh, to watch Taker, uh, you know, hang up the boots, you know, so to speak, or, or fold the jacket and, and lay that, lay down the hat, you know, that was a that was a true gripping moment that I think people are probably going to reference and talk about for years to come because there, there was such emotion in it and. It sure as hell, that the internet wrestling community is probably is going to crap all over the, the selection. But I think what people need to remember and need to keep in mind is you know what? It wouldn't have happened if Taker said no. Taker approved of having Roman do it. And that, you know, say what you will, but that's the truth. Because I guarantee you, I don't care if Vince McMahon himself walked up to Undertaker and said, "Well, no, I wanted to do this." Taker is the one guy in the whole company who would have been like, "Yeah, no," if he so chose.
3: (laughs) And yeah, I agree with you. I think you know he's one of those guys that you know. I mean, WWE you know don't necessarily have creative control in their contract, but I'm sure Taker has. his fair share of creative control and if he really didn't want Roman Reigns to be in that spot then Roman Reigns wouldn't have been in that spot um, it was one of I mean you know when people talk about Reigns in that spot um, and you hear a lot from the internet wrestling community that Roman Reigns didn't deserve that um, didn't deserve that uh, that spot didn't deserve to be the one that retired Undertaker Um I, I would like anyone who has made that statement um, explain to me who exactly deserves it. I mean, I mean, yeah. tell me, tell me who's the guy that, by the definition of the word, deserves it. Who deserves it? Taker's an all-time great. Who deserves to be the guy who retired? Nobody deserves. It. Who deserves it? It didn't happen means, whether you agree with it or not, like that's where the company decided to go and then Taker signed off on it. period, let it go. Um, to say that, that anybody that anybody, and, and I, I hate that word because you know you hear it a lot in, in especially with wrestling and wrestling fans and even wrestlers, um, you know workers, uh, you don't deserve that. this person doesn't deserve it. Like, who deserves it? who's, who's the, the arbitrary you know God that's saying like, oh you deserve this, but you don't? Um as far as I'm concerned, nobody. Nobody. Uh walking the earth right now who is involved in pro wrestling deserved that spot. Uh that that spot was uh, an honor um that was bestowed upon Roman Reigns for whatever reasons uh, uh backstage stuff, storylines being changed uh Being the next guy up, uh, whatever, all the reasons went into it, but, but people got to stop criticizing and saying that Roman Reigns didn't deserve it because nobody does. Nobody deserves that spot. Roman Reigns got, uh, was lucky enough and fortunate enough, uh, to get that spot and, uh, and good for him. Uh, but it was, again, we talked about moments with, um, the Hardys, uh, Dave, there's no two ways about it. When you, when you look at WrestleMania moments, um, this is an all-time
1: great. The, the the Undertaker moment at the end? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how I took it as a viewer watching at home, I mean, like Deng said, on one hand, like, you know, you know he's hanging it up. On the other hand, you don't want him to. But um, I, I thought it was very fitting, his exit, and how his character, in, in a way, he symbolically laid the Undertaker character to rest with the, with the gloves and the hat, and the, the the biggest, the biggest thing for me, you know, when I think about this WrestleMania, I think of certain moments. I think of the Hardys and and their return and and you know some of the entrances and um, some, you know, uh, the the one moment that I look at from that whole Undertaker thing was when I don't know if you've watched it, either of you watched this, at, at, uh, you know, on the WWE Network yet, but I have rewound it back and I've watched it, and to me, this was probably the realest thing about this moment, and I'll explain was when Undertaker took the hat off and you just saw him take this, like, big, deep breath, like oh, like, oh, my God, it's over. I can finally, like, I can finally rest now. Like, it's over. Like, you just see the look on his face. Like, like he knows it's over. And he knows he's got the weight of the world and the weight of the company off his shoulders now. That was just probably the realest thing that was – I mean, not saying that that whole presentation was – phony to begin with because it wasn't but the most real thing coming out of that was when he took that hat off the camera like peeled in and you just saw this like look of relief on his face that once he took that hat off and then it was like the timing was perfect the audience like they clapped it was he got a huge ovation i mean when i when i saw that right there that made me a believer that he's done like you could sit here and say you can analyze that segment in that moment and say oh well you know he did this and then they put a close-up but he's still technically the character and he may have disappeared but it's in wrestling you never know let me tell you something that guy is beat up and he has put his body on the line he could have retired a long time ago and i'd have been fine with that too okay but he did that because he's passionate about the business and he's got a a, a, you know. a, a love for the industry, and when he took that hat off, and you just saw that look on his face, to me, I was one hundred percent sold that Undertaker was. I was witnessing something special. He was hanging it up. He was putting the Undertaker character to rest live on pay per view in front of the world. And, and to me, that was what. That's when I think of WrestleMania thirty three. That moment in particular is what is what does it for me. That's the first thing that pops in my head.
2: Yeah, it's just. You know, again, a, a moment to stand out among moments because uh, I think in the show you had you had your your peaks and your valleys. You had your roller coaster, you know, the literal roller, roller coaster ride uh, of emotions. You, you had a proposal. You had a retirement. Oh, uh, <laughs> you had uh, in the in the Andre and the John. Or uh, in the Andrei you had someone who you never thought would win, and that's my man Mojo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Dave, you 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 knew I couldn't let that that go. Thanks for that live Facebook shout out. I greatly appreciate that <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you had a great time, don't get me wrong. But I'll tell you this much though. When that happened I was like I was just waiting. I was like, when's the text message coming? And <laughs> when, when are one of these two gonna really rub it in that the guy I hate the most won the battle royal? And then you really got you topped yourselves and you put it live on Facebook. So gentlemen, thank you very much. <laughs> that was my
3: cause. We're sitting there in the stadium and as, like the as it's unfolding and we're watching it and again, like I, I really did my damnedest this year to just to uh, take everything in as a fan. And so we're just having fun. And as it's like unfolding, we're like, Holy shit, Mojo's gonna win this thing. <laughs> like it, it started off in the beginning with just like no seriousness, just being like, Could you imagine if Mojo won? <laughs> like, oh, Dave would be pissed. Oh, he'll never and then, it's like, it's like people are going over the top. We're like, holy shit, like, Mojo's actually got a shot. And then as it really was winding like, Mojo's going to win.
1: I should have known when they when they showed Gronk. I mean, I don't know what you guys saw on the video screen, but when they showed Gronk in the front row before the Battle royal even started, that's when I should have known that they were going to do something like that. I mean, you know, he, he he's been rumored to be a part of, you know, Wanting to be a part of WWE for however long Now so I should have known better Than to than to than to think that Someone with real credibility was actually going To win that battle royal <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah but definitely again it, it was a show made up of moments It was a long show but You know you, you had your payoff your It
3: was a long show and, and I think it's one of those things where it was, it was a really long Show Um and I think the WWE uh, needs to be cautious moving forward because if, if the, the matches weren't as good as they were, you do run that risk of um, the show dragging. That's a long day. I thought they did an excellent job with take, with making a show that long good. Um, you know, you do run that risk, though. If, if a couple of matches don't deliver and you're sitting in that stadium for five hours, um, it's going to drag in a hurry. You know, you can go to a wrestling show, and if it's, you have a few clunkers, but the show's only two hours. You're, you're kind of okay with it. You throw a few clunkers, at a five-hour event. Um, so I think it's 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 a cautionary tale, if you will, to just uh, uh, going forward. Just make sure that like you know you got to be spot on. If you're if you're WrestleMania like going forward now, because I can't imagine they're going to start scaling back. You know, WWE does does not scale back. So I would figure next year's Mania would be. Close to the same length and if that's where You're going to go with Mania You got to make sure you're you're spot on With your events because It'll drag in a hurry I mean essentially WrestleMania is a work day It's a work day worth of of Pro wrestling but this year they delivered And to have a moment like that to end Mania uh, Was Just uh, something historical Something uh, just very special To to be a part of and, and To see and then leave it to Undertaker To uh uh, provide us with the the, the ceremony um, of hanging it up, which uh, just so fitting to to him and the character, and uh, uh, just just a great great moment. And uh, just felt privileged to be there. Uh, Rock, thanks yeah. for the call, and uh, look forward to getting you on the air next week as we get set for payback, man.
2: Definitely, and but, but before you let me go, let me just interject one small thing. In the in the thought of when Kane finally hangs it up. To to counteract, Tank's prediction for Undertaker. I'm saying Kane goes up in a ball of flames. That's the only <laughs> way he can go. Oh my
1: god! We <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> <laughs> spent way too much time together in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> way too much time together. Jesus.
2: But uh, yeah, I'm good. I look forward to having a uh, fun holding down the fort. Uh, Dave, have a uh, lovely anniversary,
3: and uh,
2: I will be seeing you next weekend. Sounds good. we will talk to you later, man. All right, guys. Take care. Take, Take, care, brother.
3: Take care, brother. And um, yeah, it's, you know, I wanted to touch upon that. Cause I, again, like WrestleMania is about moments and, and this uh, mania definitely had, it's a uh, fair share of them. Um, I did find it intriguing that Bruce Pritchard on his podcast um, said that he believes Taker will come back. Uh, he believes that Taker will uh, have his uh, hip surgery and uh, he will come back at some point in the future. Um, It's funny because, again, not going to sit here uh, in front of this microphone and presume to know The Undertaker uh, better than Bruce Pritchard perhaps would know The Undertaker. But um, the ceremony that that man provided us with, um, and I will admit, full disclosure right here, uh, a tear or two may have trickled out of the old eyeballs. There was definitely a lump in the throat. Um, You know, the speculation that he might hang it up. Um, and then as the gloves came off and, and he disrobed and, and the hat came off, um, you just kind of knew, uh, as, as only The Undertaker could tell us, that, you know, this was him walking away. I can't fathom, as a fan, um, as, as much as a fan could know a wrestler and a character, uh, he's been around forever. He was, the to me, that last connection uh, to the, the the golden era, um, you know the, the you know he wrestled Hogan back in the day. You know he was that last connection um, for everything that that character did, for everything that the Undertaker did over the course of his career, um, to make it to that point at WrestleMania 33 to drop the match to Roman Reigns, and the ceremony that ensued, the poof disappearing, if you will, uh, through the trapdoor. Uh, Kissing his wife on the way out Um, Again Not going to presume to know him better than Bruce Pritchard has But I can't fathom Just what I've experienced Over decades with that character And the stuff that you read about In the back I don't know your thoughts Dave I cannot fathom That we will ever see The Undertaker again In the squared circle
1: I mean, the way that he that that he made his exit at WrestleMania, I can't fathom it either. But you know, like we always say in wrestling, never say never. I heard the I heard the same thing from Bruce Pritchard. I listened to that it was the Undertaker podcast if I'm correct, right? Yes. Yeah, it was the Undertaker podcast he did. X Pac made a X Pac made a statement on his show too, judging by the way he was uh he, he, he had spoken with Taker before the event. Um that he was You know that he felt that Taker would probably get Surgery and then maybe Contemplate the idea of returning Um, But to me the way that he Like ceremoniously Like laid the Undertaker character To rest live and in front of All of us in in the sense he broke Kayfabe um, If you could even do that anymore in professional wrestling In front of all of us And ended that character I can't see him coming back as the Undertaker However I could see if they really wanted to to, to milk this for as long as I can. I could see him coming back as like the American badass version, like almost like Mark Calloway, his real name. If they were to if they were to insert some sort of reality into a storyline, and maybe they want him to come back for one more match, and you see that extension of him um, without being called the Undertaker. Uh, you know, come back for one more match. I could see them doing that, but I wouldn't want to tarnish that. Um, from what I heard for, for, in the past several weeks in the rumor mill, he originally wanted to retire after he lost to Brock. Um, he was going to hang it up and call it quits after he lost to Brock at WrestleMania a few years ago. But Vince pushed him into staying for, for another year, and he was not even going to hang it up after, after uh, the, the match with Shane McMahon last year. But then Vince convinced him again for one more year, and then his health had been really getting bad. Um, but apparently he's going in for some sur- a hip replacement surgery, some other different surgeries that he's going to have. So um, the way he walked, the way he ended it, very fitting, very apropos. I wouldn't mess it up. That, that was the best way to go. And honestly, I wouldn't, I don't expect any kind of formal announcement saying I'm retired or anything like that. I just expect him to go into the Hall of Fame next year in New Orleans. He'll headline the class in New Orleans.
3: Yeah, I agree with you.
1: I, I think that
3: we'll know that The Undertaker's retired when he comes out and gives a speech at the Hall of Fame. Like, that that's when we'll know that, like, uh, it's like he won't. You're right. He's not going to come out and say, um, I've retired. Um, you know, do we get maybe, like, does he say I'm retired when the crowd starts chanting one more match at, at the Hall of Fame induction? Maybe. Um, but, you know, the thing, the thing with wrestling um, – you know, it's 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 such a it, it's a fascinating business. It really is, and and uh, the the nuances involved and all the, the unwritten rules and uh, you know things that happen. And it's so it's so rare um, that guys have the fitting send off. That guys are able to retire and and retire uh, in a way that that really honors them and, and, really, uh, you know, is fitting for, for, uh, sending an all time great away. Um, you know, to me, like one of the best, uh, retirements was Ric Flair, but then he started wrestling again in TNA. Um, so it's a rarity, it's a rarity in wrestling that someone walks away. Um, and the, the, the ceremony is fitting. Uh, the moment is fitting. Um, I don't know if there's any better way for, for him to walk away. It just was so, um, it was so well done. Uh, You know, again, with all the rumors, rumors and innuendo, if you will. um, And the speculation that this could be takers last match. And, and when we put our picks in, which is, I mean, insane, but we picked Armenia, you know, the, the three of us, you, me, and Rock, and trick. we all picked Reigns to win. Um, and we all were speculating this could be it for The Undertaker. Um, and there was that whole, you know, at least for me, how exactly is The Undertaker going to walk away and leave it to Mark Calloway to figure out, you know, Brilliant character, brilliant mind for the business, uh, all the respect in the world for everything that this man has done in wrestling. Um, leave it to Mark Calloway to create the perfect, quote-unquote, ceremony to put this character to rest. And to me, to be honest with you, even with the hip surgery, we might see an uptick in Taker's ability in the ring. Um, I, I can see what you're saying, Dave. You know, bring back the American Badass character. Um, but personally, I just I don't want to see it. I, I, I just think this was the absolute perfect way for him to walk away. And as a fan, and as a big fan of The Undertaker and everything he's done, and being a fan that's been fortunate enough to go to WrestleMania live uh, since '25, and see uh, what Taker did year in and year out at WrestleMania, um, and be amazed and wowed by the stuff that he was able to to do in that ring. Um, to me, it's just it was perfect. I mean, there's no, you know, there's I I, I could sit here and try and come up with all the adjectives in the world, but it was perfect. It was the perfect send off. It was the perfect ceremony. It was the way for him to go out, and I'm I'm a big fan. Um, and being a big fan, I I don't want to see him again. I hope this is it. I hope the next time we hear from Undertaker is next year, like you said, at the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, I mean, from what from what I've heard, like the, the, it was a legit, like at least to Undertaker, a ceremonious you know retirement that. He has retired that character. He will not appear on TV under the incarnation of the Undertaker character. So, you know, we'll see him at the Hall of Fame, and he'll, you know, he'll break character and speak about his career. I mean, you know, I mentioned him in the day five, in my Day 5 report, possibility of him appearing on Stone Cold Podcast um, as, as a guest if he even wants to do such a thing. Um, you know, there's, I think he'll be involved in the company in some way, shape, or form. Um, whether he's, you know, a consultant or, you know, he makes guest appearances, um, you know, or I don't know what, what, what kind of role they would have, or maybe he just wants to enjoy retirement. Hell, the guy deserves it, you know, for all he's done for the industry and for his time that he's put in the business. He doesn't need to do a damn thing except enjoy his life with his wife and his kids, you know, like who, who are we to say he should come back and give back to the business? But he's the kind of person that probably will do something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean it was a very it, it was a very fitting end and next year at the Hall of Fame. I like I I will I'll I'll go on record saying if, if he doesn't go into the Hall of Fame next year, I'll come on the show and tell you how wrong I am. i may I may be a Mojo Rowley fan if I if Undertaker doesn't go into the <laughs> Hall of Fame next year. Okay. You, you got my word on that. I will start to like that guy. Even though it'll be hard, I'll do it. Okay? Uh yeah, I mean that's just you know it's what it is. There's nothing more I can say about it.
3: Let's go back out to the phone. Three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five is the number to call. I don't recognize this number offhand. It's a nine one four number. So let's uh, let's see who's on there. Thank you for being patient, caller. Are you there? Hi, Ken. Hey, Justin. How did I not know? Oh, it's been a while. How you doing, brother? I missed you, man. Yeah, it's been a long time. I missed you too. Did you get to catch WrestleMania? Oh yeah. So what what I gotta get your take because you're you're kind of I know you're a big Edge fan but what do you think about the Hardys coming back? They're, they're good competitors. They are good competitors.
1: Oh you betcha!
3: <laughs> I missed you, Justin. Miss you too. So what do you, what are your thoughts on the Undertaker hanging up? The Undertaker is it, it looks like he's retired. What do you think about it?
1: He's a, he's a good wrestler and he he likes being hot with his kids.
3: He like he wants to walk with his kids.
1: He wants to hang
3: out with them. He wants to hang out with his kids. That's why I you think you're retired. Yeah. Makes sense. I, I makes sense to me. Um. that I'm, I'm trying to think a follow up question. I don't know where to go. Um. So do you, do you, I'm curious. Actually, some people think he might wrestle again. Do you think he's He's definitely finished. Yes, he is. Good. I'm, I'm glad. Did you get to watch some of the Hall of Fame?
1: I uh, I think so.
3: You think so? Did you get to see Edge? Edge was there when uh, his wife Beth Phoenix got inducted. Yeah. What'd you think of that? He he a, he he was good. It was good, you know. You know, what I'm gonna do here, Justin. I'm gonna give you the floor. I want you. You could say whatever you want about WrestleMania. So I'm gonna give you the floor. I want to give you. You give us your impressions of this year's WrestleMania. What did you think? It was wonderful. You were just king of the one-word answers tonight. You bet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please.
3: Please. Justin, I got I got to tell you, man, don't be a stranger. Please continue to call. I know it's it's been a while, and uh, thanks for giving us your take on on WrestleMania. You gonna be watching Monday Night Raw tomorrow night? Yes, I am. Anything on on Raw tomorrow night
1: you're looking forward to? Um, I want to see Bailey versus Charlotte
3: Flair. You want to see Bailey versus Charlotte Flair, but Charlotte Flair moved to SmackDown.
1: Oh yeah, I I know that.
3: <laughs> so who do you want to see? Who would you like to see Charlotte Fair wrestle maybe on uh, SmackDown? Uh, uh,
1: Becky Lynch.
3: Like to see her wrestle Becky Lynch?
1: Oh yeah, she's a she's an ass kicker.
3: <laughs> that she is, man. Cool. So, and you're gonna be on board. You're gonna watch uh, Payback next week. Yes, I am. Alright, be sure to give us a call next week. I wanna know your thoughts on payback. Okay. All right, dude. Thanks for giving us a call. I'll talk to you later. All right, Ken. Alright, take it easy, brother. Tell Dave he's cool. Dave, you're cool. And a boy. And there we have it, Justin giving his impressions of WrestleMania. Uh well, <laughs> one word answers is awesome. But um yeah, also, I mean, let's let's put put a bow on it. Um, got about seven minutes left. Uh, you know, we didn't, and it, it's good, man. It's this is a it's a good show. Like I like to just kind of we didn't go match by match, but you know, we don't necessarily need to go match by match. Um, like I said, I thought it was a good show. If we want to get into a little bit of the the negative, um, you know, I think Rocky touched upon it. To me, the match of the night was Styles versus Shane McMahon. Uh would be difficult to me, that being early Thank in the show. You. Um I found Owens and Jericho to be good, but I was a little bit disappointed with it. And I was a little bit disappointed with Orton versus Wyatt. Um oh. I'm not gonna say I don't think they were bad matches. I just the, the expectations were high, and, and that's a problem when expectations are high. Um again, I, I didn't think they were terrible. Um I loved Neville versus Aries. Um, I was also honestly I was disappointed in Goldberg versus Lesnar. I just didn't like the way the match was was planned out. Um, Reigns taker, not enough positive to say there. Uh, again, I I don't know who exactly deserves that spot. I'm cool with Reigns, and to be honest with you, um, my thoughts on on that. And then I'll throw it over to you, Dave, for your like overview on on stuff. Is there anything else you want to stick in? But I I will say this that. Number one, I think the fans, uh, the crowd at the Raw after Mania has kind of shot themselves in the foot. And the WWE um, is really not going to let anything that substantial happen on that Monday Night Raw. Purely speculative, but it seems to me like they got to make sure that that crowd doesn't necessarily shit on something that's important. So they're not going to let anything important happen that night. And kudos to Roman Reigns for one of the most brilliant promos I have ever seen, man, and you fans that were there that night may have thought, like, ooh, you took over Raw. Uh-uh. The WWE and Roman Reigns worked you. He, they worked you. That's exactly what they wanted. They took that crowd that they get, the Raw after Mania. They knew what they were going to get, and they worked that crowd. I thought Roman Reigns, that, that short promo, the way he conducted himself, the way he just made the crowd get hotter and hotter every time he brought the, the microphone to his mouth, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Condolences to Roman Reigns and his family on the loss of his brother. Um, I, I wish nothing but the best for Roman Reigns. I'm, I'm fine with him having the spot. Kudos to him on the, the promo the night after. And all in all, a, a very good WrestleMania with, again, no clunkers, maybe a couple of disappointments, but um, put a bow on it, Dave. What are, your, what are your final thoughts?
1: I couldn't agree with you more. AJ Shane was the match of the night. And here's why, in my opinion, because they didn't go with, you know how in some of these Shane McMahon matches, they'll, they'll have him do all his tricks. You know, he's got to fly off of something real high and, you know, use plunder. He used a little bit, but he actually wrestled the majority of that match in a regular straight-up wrestling match. I thought it told a great story. And AJ said, going into that match, he goes, you could try all those tricks, but I'm still going to beat you in a wrestling match because I'm the best wrestler in the world. And Shane held his own in that match. Wrestling, move for move I thought it was a great match, a great way to open up Mania And anybody on the internet that was like Oh, this is going to be terrible You all were clapping aloud And you were you, you guys were praising this match When it was all said and done um, Couldn't agree with you more, Ken That whole Roman Reigns thing on Monday night was brilliant Brilliant He didn't have to say anything except that this was his yard now I thought that was awesome And he didn't need to do anything else And, and totally had that crowd in the palm of his hand Plain and simple um, the Orton Wyatt match, I was disappointed in, I liked the special effects. They kind of added to the match, but I think the storytelling was a little backwards going into the match. I thought it was the best book story, but looking back on it in hindsight, I felt like Orton should have been treated like the bad guy for burning down Wyatt's house. And I re- and I didn't want Orton to win, even though I picked him in, in our picks, uh, out of the three of us, I was the only one to pick Orton. Um, I was hoping for Wyatt to have a longer title reign, but if Wyatt lost the belt, I wanted it to make sense. And I felt like the finish was very anticlimactic. And I thought that we would have saw, you know, Harper maybe even Rowan make an appearance. Um, I just thought it might have given you something a little bit different if they helped Orton beat Wyatt and his former followers helped him lose the title to his arch nemesis Randy Orton. I just thought there would have been a better, you know. Way to do that but you know that's just nitpicking It's not anything terrible Um, What I am interested in Is this superstar shakeup that took Place I thought some of these moves were great Um, I liked Miz going to raw Um, I didn't really care for Wyatt Going to raw hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle Because I really felt like he carved out his own niche On Smackdown but I might be in the minority here And I know we only got three minutes left I won't go into great Detail about it but I'm kind of digging this Jinder Mahal push And I know it's because WWE is trying to tap into the Indian market, and they're the third largest market internationally for WWE, and they're trying to expand um, their offices in India, but I'm kind of digging him getting a shot at Randy Orton in the title. I'm not going to lie. It it, it reminds me of um, back in 2004 when they introduced the JBL character and how JBL was just all of a sudden thrown into the main event mix against Eddie Guerrero for the WWE title. It was a very out-of-left-field kind of decision, and I wasn't a fan of it when it first started, but the JBL character grew on me and made me see him as a legitimate threat in the main event and for the title. Maybe the same thing's going to take place with Ginger. I really don't know, but I'm actually kind of intrigued. the internet might lynch me for this, but i I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to what they're going to do with Ginger Mahal and Randy Orton in a couple weeks At backlash.
3: I think it's pretty cool, too. and, and you know what? Like for a guy like what, what he what he looks like physically now, I mean, good for him. He's obviously worked his ass off in the gym to uh, you know get in like phenomenal shape. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. Like you know it's like sometimes with the internet, it's like,, why well, don't give someone new a chance, but not not that new guy. It's like the guy, like yeah. they pick, it's like, they're giving someone new a shot. Why not? Let's see what he can do. I think he's a, he's a decent wrestler and he's got a good look and, and he's, he's got a good heel persona. So why the hell not? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. We're in agreement right there with Jinder Mahal. Um, gotta thank everyone tonight. Uh, callers, you guys brought it. Like I said, uh, better late than never, but a little late, but there's our WrestleMania reaction. Um, You guys are awesome. We got a bunch of likes over the course of the show. So you guys who are are sending this to friends and getting people on board, we're at 486 likes now on our Facebook. We need to get to 500. Someone find us 14 people to like the page. Um, But thank you, guys. Your calls were awesome. Thank you, guys, who uh, shared and brought some of your friends into the fold on the the Facebook page. Uh, Dave, next week, we're going to miss you. But have a great anniversary, man.
1: Thank you very much. I will proxy my picks for next week's pay-per-view into your, into your show. So before showtime, you will know who I pick for uh, the, the, the pay-per-view.
3: Sounds good. And we'll make sure to announce that Rocky will be in studio next week to help us get through it. We'll give you the full two hours. Thank you everybody for Dave. I am Ken. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody.